0: This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. I am delighted to go digging for gold with you in the unmatched, powerful, restorative, and miraculous Word of God. How I love the holiday season that's framed by Thanksgiving on one end and by New Year's Day on the other end every single day that is squished between the last Thursday in November and the very first day of the brand new year holds a delight and gladness that the other days of the calendar year just cannot match. Why is this? I believe that it's because of the miracle of Christmas. How appropriate that in human terms, we begin this momentous season by the giving of thanks and we close it the start of something brand spanking new. For the next weeks, we'll be traveling back to Bethlehem and rediscovering all of the joy of Christmas. You know, I believe that all of history pivoted on this one extraordinary event, and our world has never been the same since. So join me on the journey to Bethlehem as we hear the donkeys braying, we smell the pungent hay in the manger, and we experience the explosion of stars over the field where the shepherds kept watch. You know, Christmas doesn't really begin in Bethlehem or even in Nazareth, but I think the story of Christmas over 2,000 years ago begins with the story of a man and a woman by the name of Elizabeth and Zacharias. Who were these people and why did God chose them to be part of the Christmas story? Well, part of the answer to that question is found in Luke chapter 1, verse 6. Elizabeth and Zacharias were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. Oh my goodness, what a powerful statement used by the Holy Spirit to describe this elderly couple. They were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in not some, but all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. Elizabeth and Zacharias had been married for many years and yet still had no babies. Their bodies just couldn't produce a son or a daughter. The heartache must have been wrenching for this man of prayer and his wife. But the Bible records that they continued to walk blamelessly in every aspect of their relationship to the Lord. When God looked at Elizabeth and Zacharias, he saw that they were righteous, that they were living the right way, that they were choosing to trust him and not doubt. Every decision that Elizabeth and Zacharias made was based on this. How can I honor God? Is this an obedient action. Again, let me just point out to you that scripture tells us, which is the source of all truth, that they walked blamelessly in all the commandments. Okay, I have a question for you. Who lives like that? Well, apparently Elizabeth and Zacharias lived like that, and it's not an easy way to do life. But I think what they would tell us today is it's the most fulfilling way to live, to to obey all the commandments, to hunker down under the truth of scripture and say, yes, sir, to the Lord, even when it's hard. You know, in spite of Elizabeth and Zachariah's choice to live righteously, there had still been no 3 a.m. feedings. There'd been no messy diapers, no sweet giggles, and no baby smiles their life did not turn out the way they had hoped for or prayed for. Well, this begs the question, how do you and I respond to disappointment? It's a good question, isn't it? It's a good question to ask at Christmas. Elizabeth and Zacharias might have had empty arms and dashed hopes, but they continued to serve God wholeheartedly as the years continued to pass by. You know, the Bible says all over scripture that the righteous live by faith. If you want to look that up, you can find it for yourself in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4. The righteous live by faith. Do you remember that Luke chapter 1, verse 6 told us that Elizabeth and Zacharias were both righteous in the sight of the Lord? They were men and women who continued to walk by faith and not by sight in spite of their disappointments. Elizabeth's name actually means God is my oath or God is my promise. Elizabeth believed the promises of God long after others would have given up in human frustration. Elizabeth believed that God was listening to her prayers while her friends cooed over their own babies. She believed decades later, as her girlfriends experienced the joy of rocking their grandchildren to sleep, Elizabeth stayed in faith. I hope that the first lesson you will learn in the Christmas story is to be patient with God. Trust God, even when your circumstances are challenging. Live righteously through days of disappointment. Pray fervently believe that God is listening to your prayers James chapter 5 verse 16 is a great verse for all of those of you who are disappointed who are living with dashed hopes what does James 5:16 say it says this the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much one translation says the effective fervent prayer of of a righteous person gets the job done. Your prayers are making a difference no matter what you see in the natural. So pray and keep on praying. Embrace positive attitudes even when you don't get your own way. Don't whine and complain, but keep your heart, your mind, and your prayers focused on your good, good father. Although Elizabeth was barren, she believed in the promises and in the nature of God. And then, joy of all joys, miracle of all miracles, Elizabeth found out that she was going to have a baby. God sent an angel to Zacharias and told him the great news first. Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will give him the name John, you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Luke chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. The angel told Zacharias that this little boy would be no normal, average, ordinary boy, but that he had been chosen for greatness in the kingdom of God. Luke 1, 24 and 25. After these days, Elizabeth, his wife, became pregnant, and she kept herself in seclusion for five months, saying, This is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among men. In the days that Elizabeth lived, It was not uncommon for women to go into seclusion when their pregnancy became obvious, generally the last two to three months. However, according to scripture, Elizabeth, who was old enough to be a great-grandmother, just let me say, apparently went into seclusion from the very first days of her unexpected pregnancy. I have often wondered why Elizabeth chose to hide herself much earlier than was culturally acceptable or even required. I wonder, would you wonder with me for a minute? I wonder if perhaps Elizabeth found it necessary to prepare her heart for God's plan. Elizabeth may have been so filled with thanksgiving and wonder that she knew preparing for motherhood was her most important priority. At her very advanced age. You know, I can just picture it, can you? Tears coursing down her wrinkled and liver spotted cheeks as she prayed, Lord, a miracle, a bona fide miracle you have given to us. As Elizabeth began the joy of making sweet little blankets, sewing precious garments of miniature clothing with gnarled and arthritic fingers, I wonder if her heart cried out to the God of the universe, Lord, Prepare me for what you are preparing for me. I believe that during the days of quiet yet joyful contemplation, Elizabeth had a heart overflowing with gratitude. Elizabeth was intent on changing her lifestyle during this time of delightful preparation in order to become the mother that raising a young man of greatness would require. Elizabeth was preparing her heart for the day of delivery and for the day of blessing. During this Christmas season, for what do you need to prepare your heart? Do you need to make some lifestyle changes in order to accommodate the destiny that God has chosen for you? Because you've not been left out, my friend. Just like Elizabeth and Zacharias were chosen for destiny in the Christmas story, so are you. I can assure you that for those he calls to do a great work, which is me and you, he also calls away into his presence. Christmas is the season of hope and miracles, and it is also the season of preparation for the destiny of God. Take some time today and every day during this month of December to hide yourself in God's presence. Rather than wrap yourself in busyness and in extravagance, snuggle up in His love for you and ask Him to reveal His destiny for your life. I hope that you will pray with Elizabeth and with me Lord, prepare me for what you are preparing for for me. You know, by human standards, Elizabeth was much too old, decades too old to have a baby. Her body had long ceased to exhibit the possibility of reproduction. You know, even when Elizabeth had been young and in her childbearing years, she had been unable to conceive a child. And now as a woman who had lived nearly nine decades of life, There was no human possibility that having a baby would ever happen. There was not a sliver of hope that Elizabeth would ever hold a biological newborn baby in her wrinkled arms. But God, but God, but God breaks all of the constraints of human standards. His ways are higher than our ways, and he is able to trump any limitation, that we exhibit even in our own strength. What is impossible with man is more than possible with God. I don't know what you're believing for this Christmas season, but I would like to assure you that the God of Elizabeth is the God of you. And the miracle that God gave to Elizabeth is a miracle that he can work in your life as well. Luke chapter 1, verse 57. Now, the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she gave birth to a son. Okay, pause, stop. The time had come for Elizabeth to give birth. Certainly, this time, at nearly 90 years old, had not been Elizabeth's chosen time. God has chosen times for prayers to be answered, for mission to be accomplished and for miracles to take place. And usually God's chosen time is different than yours or mine or Elizabeth's chosen time. You know, Elizabeth's chosen time to have a baby had most certainly been when she was a young woman, but God's chosen time involved a miracle. Do not for one second believe that God has forgotten you or that he has not heard Your prayers. When God's appointed time comes in its fullness, you will give birth to all that God has planned for you. You know, over the years of my life, I have learned that many times the Lord says, Wait, as an answer to my desperate prayers so that His glory can be revealed rather than the certainty of human function. Many times, God says wait because it requires the intervention of God. You know, for a woman to experience the miracle of birth in her eighth decade of life, well, that requires the intervention of God. Often, let me say it again, the reason God says wait is so that you realize it's not up to you, but it's up to God. Luke chapter 1, verse 58 her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed His great mercy toward her, and they were rejoicing with her. Can you imagine the rejoicing of her relatives and neighbors? Picture the scene as the women danced in the village streets. Envision how her friends lifted their hands in praise to Yahweh as baby John nestled into his mother's arms, and as the nearly 100-year-old eyes of Zacharias looked into the newborn eyes of his son, God was glorified. Prayers had been answered. Their story, their legacy, had just begun. The story of Elizabeth and Zacharias is the call to live a righteous life And it's the promise of what persevering prayer and faith will certainly obtain. My friend, God is more than able to accomplish all that concerns you. Don't ever doubt it. The psalmist said this in Psalm 138, verse 8, The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. It was true for Elizabeth and Zacharias, and it's true for you. God's part is to perform the miracles. Your part is to pray without ceasing, to stay in a place of vibrant faith, and to live a life that pleases the Father's heart. My prayer for you is that you will experience more joy, more hope, and more peace than you ever thought was possible. The God of Christmas is still giving gifts to His children today, so receive all that He has for you. I'd love to hear from you, so feel free to email me at carol at com. I've written a devotional entitled, Let there be joy. This is a perfect way to experience the twenty five days of December leading up to Christmas. You can also grab a lot of encouragement from visiting my website, which is Carol McCloud Ministries.com. And now let's pray. Father, I pray for all those people who are listening today who are discouraged, who are disappointed with the way that their life has turned out. Father, I pray today that you will interject in their life story, a miracle. Father, I pray that you will answer the prayers of their heart. Father, we will give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. Lord, how we long for our story to mirror that of Elizabeth and Zacharias. We want to live righteously and we want to live by faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I'll see you next time on A Jolt of Joy.